What's up, everybody? Welcome back to The Queue, Season 3, Episode 11. This is the second to last episode of the season. We only have one more after this for next week, and then we will be taking our regularly scheduled two-week hiatus before the premiere of Season 4. So, we're doing things a little bit differently this week, and possibly even moving forward. So I'm just going to have a little intro about what the episode is about to help you guys kind of get primed and ready. And then after the theme is played, we will jump right into the episode. So today's episode is an adulting 101 episode, and the topic is never stop learning. And if you tuned in last week, you know that the episode was about COVID one year later and what people did with their time. And so this week is about all the lessons that we learned. we're just going to jump right in here and each episode is now going to have a little intro attached to it so today's episode is adulting 101 never stop learning so I just had a birthday Um, it's the end of March I had a birthday a few weeks ago and I'm 28 years old and so a lot of people may say oh you're 28 you haven't lived enough life yet you know what do you know what do you have to offer what wisdom do you have to impart to anyone else and I will say this no matter how old you are you know you have something to offer the world you have a perspective to offer and you have a you have a certain way of looking at things or a certain way of doing things that only you are capable of you know no, no one can be a better you than you and so I am going to attempt to you know kind of lead by example and impart some of my wisdom um, for, for my, you know, my young 28 years of living. And while a lot of people may think that, you know, younger people don't really understand the, you know, ins and outs or the throes of, of being a fully functional adult, you have to kind of realize that times are a lot different than what they were, um, a few years ago. And so a lot of, a lot of things that our parents or grandparents had um, accessible to them, uh, we don't have anymore. Um, or if we do, it's very hard to get. A uh, prime example, which I, I've been seeing this topic kind of going around a lot lately, is housing. Um, when our parents or grandparents, more so maybe our grandparents, were coming up, you know, they could buy a house with one income. Um, now, forget it. You're lucky to keep your house stable if you even have two incomes. And so most people have resulted to, you know, kind of the, the communal living. So either they're still living at home with parents, um, they're living with roommates, they're living with friends, they're living with significant others, whatever it may be. And, you know, there's, there's more than two incomes in a household today, or, or to see more than two incomes in a household is more likely than it would have been when our grandparents were coming up. And so, you know, you 
you kind of have to look at the context of things as well. So, so if I'm going to say anything first, it's definitely going to be that context is important. Context matters. Um, and so if you are someone who just looks at things face value only, um, you only look at the surface level, I would advise you to still factor in context when you're doing that because I guarantee you context will make things a whole lot uh, a whole lot more uh, interesting for you. And context is something we learn from, you know, not well, maybe not birth, but you learn it in school, right? You get the little paragraph, you're supposed to read the paragraph, and then you have the questions underneath the paragraph uh, uh, about what you read, right? And sometimes, you know, one of the questions might be, oh, what was the main idea of the paragraph? And you go searching through the paragraph, and they, they teach you that generally the first sentence in the paragraph is the main idea. And that's not always true, you know. And so then you would have to use your deducive, you know, reasoning skills and context clues, keyword there, to find out what the paragraph was about. And so context is something that they teach us from, you know, a very early age. Um, and yet so many few people, so many few, that oxymoron, um, so many few, no, I was about to say it again. Jeez. So few people, there we go. <laughs> so few people actually employ context clues when they're thinking about situations. Um, now, that's not to say that every situation has a simple, a simple level of context clues because clearly there's a lot of gray in the world. Everything is not black and white. And so although there may be many contexts to a situation or an argument, still probably would be better to think about or to try to think about all those contexts in the same frame because if you if you leave a context out then you may be missing a very important part of a solution to a problem um, for example housing you know and so there's plenty of programs out there that will provide the homeless with uh, free housing or semi-free housing or something like that um, and people are like, well, how come they get free housing and I have to pay rent and da, da 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 And a lot of times the context that people miss there is that it's not free housing. Usually there's some trade-off. Um, so, you know, the person has to, you know, maybe work in the community. So maybe they made like a, you know, a homeless community, um, of this, of the housing that they're going to offer, but everybody in the community has to pitch in some way in order to, you know, uh, keep their housing going or, or keep their contract uh, renewed or whatever it is, however it might be set up. Um, but there is a trade-off, so it's not, no one's getting anything for free. Um, nothing in this life is for free, and if you think that it is, well, context. <laughs> you know, use the context. So if somebody's going to offer something for free, that, that cost that's associated with that item, that service, that product, um, has to be it has to be paid somewhere. So even though you're not the one paying it as the consumer, someone is paying it somewhere. Whether that be the owner or the person selling the thing, like, it's it's going somewhere. You just don't see it. So that being said, the idea here is that you are never too old to learn something new. You're never too old to pick up a new skill, to change your perspective, to add on to your, you know, many years of, of knowledge, if you're an older person, um, 
if you are someone in the middle, so I would I would say my generation. Um, so if you're not, you know, if you're if you're not anyone like fifty and up, um, but you're not anyone like eighteen and under, um, you kind of gotta you kind of have a lot of opportunity there, um, because eighteen and under, some things you're too young to learn. And 50 and over, not to say that you're too old to learn it, but some things just might be without, like, just just outside of, um, you know, your context of learning. And what I mean by that is some older people tend to be um, a little rigid in, in how they learn things. And so when they are learning new information, if it's not you know, if, if it's not fashioned in a certain way, they may not take to it well. And so you have to, you have to know how to package things for people as well when they are learning something. Um, and, and in that vein, shout out to all of my teachers, because whether you're teaching adult education or college level or high school or middle school or elementary school, whatever level you teach, you guys have the hardest job on the face of the planet, and I say that because you have to condense general information down to, like, you have to you have to convert very specific information down to very general terms because all of the people that you teach learn at different levels. They learn in different contexts, and so your job is to make all of that information easily accessible for everybody in your classroom. Um, and, and that's really difficult to do because you are dealing with so many different backgrounds, so many different um, understanding levels, so many different perspectives that people have on life, so many different cultures. And, and each culture may be learning differently and what they're pre-exposed to before they come into your classroom. And so, you know, shout out to all of my teachers because you guys have an incredible job to do as far as making information accessible and easy to digest for large groups of people. Um, this goes for all of my educators too. You may not exactly be a teacher of some sort, but maybe you educate um, people in your field or you educate people um, in, in a particular community. And again, you have to do the same thing. You have to take a, a large amount of information and you kind of have to size it down to easy digestible packets for people to understand. So with that being said, and learning new skills, right? So again, me going to try to lead by example here. So as I talked about in the last episode about the, you know, post-pandemic one year later situation, um, some of the things that people have been doing with their time is, is learning new skills and reevaluating, you know, their fields, their industries. Um, as we know, many people lost their jobs. And so people did have to pivot and, and learn how to do something new. Um, to keep themselves going. Um, for me, although my industry is alive and well and kicking, um, I wanted to take the time to learn a new skill. So I've been saying for years that I wanted to really get into the tech field. Um, had I probably spent more effort back then to really kind of see what it was going to entail, I probably would have double majored um, in computer science or something related therein. Um, I've always been interested in computers, and it's always been something that was, you know, 
a passion of mine or something I consider to be a passion of mine. I, I love to know how things work, um, you know, and, and I could just sit for hours and watch the show, how it's made, and just, like, learn how things work, how to take things apart, how to put it back together. And, um, I do, I do remember looking up, like, what it would require for me to major in a computer-related field, um, in undergrad. And at the time, everything was, and, and it still may be this way, but, um, everything was math-based, and so you had, you took more math classes than, than computer classes, which I thought was weird at first, but I knew, I did know that a lot of the c computer languages are, are based in math. And so I understood why <laughs> it was so math heavy. Um, I just didn't enjoy that it was math heavy because I suck at math. Um, I like I I suck at math. Sometimes I have trouble doing basic math. Some days, like, <laughs> um, but yeah. So that was kind of like a, a little like discouragement um, for all of those years because I, I really wanted to do something tech related or, or I really wanted to just learn and hone those skills and I couldn't because everything was just all about the numbers and I was like this can't I was like I know that the numbers are important but this can't just be about the numbers I know there's more to this field um and so yeah that was kind of like a pipe dream that I kind of just you know I thought about in undergrad and I was like look if it's not gonna happen now it's probably never gonna happen um and then pandemic right and here we are, and everyone's trying to figure out, okay, well, if, you know, if my job security is in jeopardy, what am I going to do? What other skills do I have to fall back on? And I kind of started thinking about that. And the only other skills that I had, or have, because, you know, they haven't gone away, but the only other skills that I have are kind of like performing art skills and like being a dancer and being able to choreograph and, and you know, kind of be like a creative director of sorts for that type of industry um, and as we know that type of industry is still kind of on the decline with the pandemic um, you know with people not being able to have concerts and, and things like that um, and large gatherings and most of the performing arts is kind of based on you know the audience i.e. a large gathering um, coming to see a show or a performance of some sort so and there's it, at least in the area that I live in there's not many opportunities to kind of just teach dance, like, even just at, like, a, you know, maybe, like, a small time studio, um, and a lot of the times those jobs want you to have a dance degree, um, or some sort of formal dance education, um, which I do, I mean, I have, I have 13 years of studio training, um, but I don't have a dance degree, um, which I thought about getting at one point, uh, at one point in time as well. Uh, but I don't think that's something I would ever branch into. If anything, um, I would probably try to fuse my skills of dance and uh, social work and therapy into one. And so they do have a dance therapy certificate or a dance therapy degree degree that I could pursue in the future, which I still hope to do that at some point. Um, because had I known they had that before, that's probably what I would have majored in to begin with. But anyways... As I was saying with the whole tech thing so a lot of people have been talking about well how do we get these new skills and if we can't go out to places where do we find these programs because um, there are a lot of like job ready programs 
um, that will teach you new skills. But because a lot of things are shut down or people can't do things in person, it was just like, okay, well, where do I go now if there's a program that can help me, but right now it might be shut down to COVID or, you know, I can't get there to utilize the service. Um, so there is a company called Coursera. Um, also, disclaimer, this is not a sponsored plug. Um, but there is a company called Coursera. And basically what they do is they offer classes um, on various topics. Literally, there's almost a class for any topic you can think of just about um, or some related topic that you can think about. And you can go on the website and you can look through and see what industries, you can see what types of classes, you can see what type of fields they offer classes for. Sometimes they offer, um, so you can take like, there's and there's different levels, and so you can take just a class on something, you can take a, like a whole course on something and get a certificate at the end of it. You, I believe you get a, you get a certificate for taking just the, the regular class as well. Um, but you can kind of branch out and so you can take just one class if you just want to do like one specific skill You can take a whole course if you want to do like a field of something um, They also have like specialized courses that if you complete the course, it's like a it's like a foot in the door to maybe a, you know an associate's degree or a master's degree or some other type of um formal education thing and and you know and they help you kind of get set up with you know like a formal school um, or they give you the information to to do that and so I have been utilizing Coursera um, over the past I want to say month or so and it has been really really good it's it's self-study it's self-paced and so you can do it at your own time they do have like deadlines in there but you can practically do it at your own time. Um, most of the courses, I believe, you know, take about six months to complete at the most, maybe a little bit longer, depending on, you know, how your self-study, your, how you pace yourself with that. Um, but the, the plus side is that you get to learn new skills on your own time, in your own way. And so if you have kids, if you're already working two jobs or whatever you got going on and you can only devote, you know, an hour each night to, to study, Coursera is set up for that so that you can do that in your own way as opposed to trying to go to maybe a traditional college where you have to be in class three times a week or even if you're doing online, you know, you have to post things at a certain time and, and, and do this and do that and everything is very like rigidly structured where you have to be you know physically present and, and there and the whole time and that sort of thing um, Coursera is completely self-paced so you can stop start pause whatever you need to do whenever you need to do it um, and, and you can kind of make it fit you instead of you having to fit it um, and so that's what I've been utilizing and it's actually funny because I had knew I knew about Coursera before I started doing this, um, and at my old job when I was still living in Jersey, we actually had a partnership with Coursera for a brief period of time, I believe, or, or the company like offered for us to have access to it, 
and we were able to take courses and, and get certified in things um, pertaining to either our jobs or, or just other things because we, we had uh, kind of like a membership, like an organization membership, so to speak, where we could just go ahead and, and take classes for things. Um, and I think my I think my old job ended up offering a particular course for us to take specifically, or they wanted us to take a course that, that uh, Coursera offered. Um, and so I knew about Coursera, but I hadn't really, like, I hadn't really, like, dove into it. I kind of just did what I needed to do for work, and I did kind of explore a little bit after the work thing was over, um, but I never kind of really, you know, jumped in, jumped in to really see, like, what was going on there. Um, and I was at a different point in my life back then, so that's probably why. And now, you know, again, COVID has made people reevaluate so many things, and I'm in a place right now where I'm thinking about the context of my future. And it's like, okay, how do I want my future to play out? Where, what do I want my future to look like? And, and even if I still have the same goals that I had before COVID started, how I'm getting there might look a little bit different now. The context of when that happens or how that happens might be a little bit different. And so, you know, that's an option for anybody who wants to utilize that. Um, I believe it's Coursera.org. I believe it is. You can Google it and it'll come up. But yeah, go check it out. If you want to learn a new skill, if you've been considering like starting something new, um, you know, go check it out. See what's available to you. Um, and you can, you do have the option to like audit a course for a lot of the courses. Uh, they do offer financial aid. So, you know, don't, don't just, because normally it does cost. Um, it, I think, believe it's like 50 they give you like a free trial, I think, with some courses, and then after that, it's like fifty dollars a month. But don't let that deter you. Like a lot of the courses have financial aid, and all you have to do is fill out a form stating why you need the financial aid, and it takes two weeks to process, and then you get a response in two weeks. And if you get approved, great, you can go ahead and start taking your course. And if you don't, you do have to pay, um, or maybe they might give you like a reduced option to maybe pay less than the fifty dollars a month. But don't let that deter you, okay? It's, it's, you know, if you want it, go get it, basically. And, you know, $50, and, and this is going to just go with me, $50 is not a lot. You could borrow $50 from somebody if you really want, you know, if you find something that you're interested in and, and Coursera can help you and you really want it, you'll find the $50 to, to get it done or to get started at least. Um, so that you have time maybe to save up the next $50 for the following month. Now, <laughs> again, you know, context, right? You know, so I could say $50 is not a lot. And maybe to me, $50 is not a lot. Spoiler alert, it is. But, you know, it's, everybody's different. Everybody have a, has a different situation. And so, you know, for some people, $7 might be a lot. For some people, you know, $2 might be a lot. And, and context matters there. And you have to understand what people's context is. So if somebody is saying to you, oh, hey, I have this dream or this, th there's this thing I want to do and, you know, but it's going to cost me X, Y, Z. And maybe for you, whatever that cost is, is not, not a big deal. But if they're telling you it is for them, then it is for them. That's their situation, you know, and you you know, you can either be the supportive friend and be like, you know what, I'm gonna help you out. And it doesn't always have to be monetary either. Like you could give them a resource like, hey, there's this, there's this place 
that, you know, gives people, you know, cash assistance or something, you know, you don't have to be the one to help them financially, but be supportive. You know, if somebody is saying they have something they want to do, be supportive because you never know. You know, people always get to the point where, you know, they, they start small or they start a business or something and then they get big and then everybody wants to complain, oh, well, I helped you when you had nothing or I helped you when you just started out. Don't be that person. Don't be that person. Be happy for them, you know, and, and keep supporting them because you never know how, how your blessings may come back around. So that person may get big and get a name for themselves and, and they may give you, you know, they may give you money or, or they may, you know, ask you to, to come on to their business and help them in some other way where you're now getting, you know, maybe you get a steady flow of, of clients or something to your business. You know, maybe they partner with you. You never know. And so, you know, just kind of keep an open mind. And when people are trying to tell you they have ideas that they're that they want to share, um, if you feel like it's something you want to invest into, your time, your energy, and possibly your money, like believe in the person that you're that you're trying to invest in. You know, do not don't try to undercut them because they're not going to want you as an investor for much longer, whether that's emotionally or financially. And on the flip side, for all of you dreamers out there who have ideas for things, shut your mouth. You know, move in silence. Um, if you really feel like you have something that's going to change the world and you feel like if you tell people they're going to shoot you down and try to keep you from doing it, shut your mouth. Don't say anything about it. Um, you know, like, just just keep it to yourself. Keep it to yourself and move in silence. You know, if you really feel like you can't trust people with your, your baby, then don't. Um, you know, and, and that's another part of it is like, okay, if you're, if you're going to share something, if you're going to put something out there, you have to keep in mind that there are always bad people who are going to try to one-up you, who are going to try to steal your joy, steal your light. And so keep it to yourself. Just keep it to yourself until you're ready to do what you need to do and, and move in silence, you know, move, moving in silence is probably one of my favorite 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 things now because when when things happen I, I, I want the reaction of people going how did they do that rather than oh I remember when they came and asked me for money to do this and I, I see somebody finally gave them money and it took them so long no no and, and people are always gonna have something to say so whether you go to them or not people are always gonna have an opinion but if you move in silence you kind of lessen you lessen some of that effect, some of that impact that all the negative naysayers may have because they don't know anything about, you know, what you're doing to, to downplay it for you to get discouraged. And so, you know, move in silence and, and definitely keep certain things to yourself. Don't, don't give everybody everything, right? Because it's your dream. It's what you want to do. And so if you're given all, if you're given all of your stuff away for free, then whatever your dream is, isn't, what is it worth at that point if you're still, you know, if, if you're just going about giving it, giving it all away to, to somebody else? Um, and, and again, that being said, if you want something bad enough, even if every roadblock is in your way, if you want something bad enough, you'll figure out a way to get it. Or you'll put yourself in a position to get what you need from someone. Um... And I, I say that from the standpoint of, of being open to any opportunity and any possibility that may come your way because you never know 
where where any type of help, support, or blessings may come from. And so even if, you know, let's say you're trying to get a bank loan and every bank you go to keeps saying, no, you don't have enough uh, collateral, you don't have enough credit, you know, blah, 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 blah. And every time you go somewhere, it's no, you're denied, you're denied, you're denied, you're denied. Okay, Wh what's the next best thing? You know, what, where, where do you need to align yourself or who do you need to align yourself with possibly so that the next time you go into a bank, they're going to tell you, hey, we normally don't do this, but we're going to approve you for this loan, you know, and, and we're expecting to see a return. And you never know, okay? You never know. Things, things may surprise you. Life may surprise you. Um, <laughs> and, and, and not in that, not in a bad way either. But life may surprise you and when you really step out on faith and put yourself out there, you know, the, the universe, God, whatever you believe in, will respond. And so trust in yourself and, and trust in, and trust in, you know, trust in the atmosphere almost, that if you put those good vibes out there, that they're going to come back to you in, in, in various ways um, and just stay open because you never know. You never know where, where things may come from. And, and I will say, like, even on the flip side with like social things there have been many times where you know I've been expected or expecting to have a particular type of social group or, or social interaction with somebody and then they completely you know do like a 180 and and I and I am like really that's how you're gonna okay you know, and, and there's been times when it's gone the other way too, where I haven't been expecting much from an interaction with somebody, and it turns out to be like you know one of the best conversations I've had, or or one of the best interactions I've had, and you can't, you can't, again, you, you can't disclude people's context, and so, and the best thing about context is that you won't know what it is until you start doing it. So you don't know the context of a situation before you get into something. You only figure that out once you're in the thick of it, right? And so you may have all these preconceived notions, all these expectations about things, and then you get into something and you're like, wait, this isn't like how I thought it was, you know? And then you change your perspective and you learn new things, either about yourself, about the situation, about the other people that you're in the situation with, if there's other people. You, you learn so much just by trying and failing right and who was I believe it was Thomas Edison who's like you know I haven't I haven't failed I've just found a thousand ways that it won't work which means that I'm one step closer to the way that it will work and so if you change your perspective if you change your mindset about what your idea of failure is and what failure looks like to you um you can have the positive mindset to kind of take yourself anywhere you want to go. And now that's not to say that as you're trying to learn all these things and grow and be better and, you know, become your higher self, that shit isn't going to happen. Shit happens, you know, and, and it's okay to, to take a step back, take a break and just be like, you know what? All right, I need to regroup. I need to regroup. I need to reevaluate. I need to rethink some things for a little bit. And then I'm gonna come, I'm gonna come out the gate swinging, right? And, you know, the kind of like the last little little Q-tip here is just be honest with yourself. 
when you're trying to do things and you're learning new stuff, whether it's socially, emotionally, actual skills, whatever it might be, be honest with yourself. If you really want to learn something, you're going to put in the effort to learn it. If you really don't want to learn something, or maybe you start and you feel enthusiastic, and then as you get into it, you kind of lose interest, be honest with yourself then too. Because what you don't want to do is keep pouring resources into something you don't really care about. Because all that's going to do is make you feel worse, or you're going to be bored, and the person who's trying to help you learn that, or the company, or whatever it might be, you know, they're, not that they're going to feel like they're wasting time, but you're kind of going to be wasting your time in that sense if you keep doing something you know you don't want to do. Um, you know, and so, and, and certain, you know, and again, context matters here. So certain things you start, you kind of do have to keep going until you finish. Because if you opt out, you know, then you lose more than what you put in. Um, so certain things you are just going to have to push through and just, you know, take what's given. But that being said, you need to be the person that does all your research beforehand. You need to make sure that when you start something, it is something that you want. Look into it. Don't, you know, don't just jump into things that you're not, you don't have the complete picture for. I would never advise anybody to, you know, just do something without some level of planning. Even if it's just, oh, okay, I'm going to, like, for example, if it's like, okay, I want to quit my job. You know, don't just quit your job without some sort of forethought as to what you're going to do after that. You know, if it's like, oh, I'm just going to quit my job and you have zero dollars in your savings account, probably not the best idea. If you're like, oh, I'm just going to quit my job and you have $5,000 in your savings account, that context is a little bit different, right? And so even, you know, even if you only had $1,000 in your account, that $1,000 is going to get you a lot farther than if you had no money and you just quit, right? And so when you're doing things and you're trying to decide, okay, what's my next move, set realistic goals for yourself. You know, don't, don't try to, you know, plant and harvest in the same day, as they say. You know, you plant during one season, you water during another, and you harvest during another season. Some things take time. It's not always just going to be push a button and it falls in your lap. Some things you got to put in the work for. Most things you have to put in the work for. And so if you're going to, you know, start a new venture, be ready to be ready to do some learning. Be ready to stay open. Be ready to modify yourself and change yourself and and move with your project or whatever you're doing. Be ready to elevate yourself along with it. You know, learn at the same pace. It's it's the same thing as when you have children. You learn with your children. Like, yes, you have a certain level of knowledge by the time you have a child, but you start over because you now have to become the teacher and teach your children all of those basic things so that they can form a foundation for their kind of learning template. And so you learn with them and you learn as they grow and they learn as you grow as a parent and it's it's a reciprocal changing all the time. You know, you're always learning something from each other. And if you're the type of person that's closed off the things that you're teaching and you only want things to be one directional, eh, 
that that may not go so well for you. Um, you know, when learning is a two-way street, so you have to be willing to learn from the person, the resource that you're trying to get information from. So you have to be willing to take information in. But you also have to be willing to put information back out or put effort back out. So because the person who's teaching you or the resource that's teaching you is also putting forth that effort to give you information. And so they're putting effort out to give you info. You have to put effort in to take in that information and understand it. You also have to put effort out to give them feedback on how they're teaching so that they know how to modify themselves to help you better understand so that everybody's on the same page. And when the feedback is not there on either side, it can create problems. Because if the teacher doesn't know that the way that they're teaching is not helping you, then you walk away with a minimal understanding of what's going on. And when you walk away with a minimal understanding of what's going on, and you don't provide any feedback, the teacher doesn't know to modify their methods. And so other people may be walking away with minimal understanding of what they're supposed to be doing. And depending on what you're learning, you kind of want to know your shit, right? <laughs> you know, you don't want to go take a welding class and walk away from the class not really knowing how to use you know, a soldering iron or something. Like, you kind of need to know how to use that and know how to use it well. Um, you know, even with, you know, even with something as simple as cooking a meal, um, and, I, and again, I say simple in, in context, right? Um, if, you know, if someone's teaching you how to use a microwave and they tell you, oh, put the, put the, you know, take, take the food out the box, put the food in the microwave and hit a button, but they don't tell you, you know, take the plastic off the food first, you're going to get messed up food every single time, right? You know, and so you have to be able, when things go wrong or things don't seem to be adding up for you, you have to be able to ask those questions. And so part of learning and part of being a lifelong student, in a sense, is asking questions, is really trying to get to the root of what is it that I'm trying to learn? What is it that I want to understand? How do I want to understand something? You know, and really getting to the bottom of how something works, how something functions, you know, and how you can maneuver it or manipulate it or accommodate it to do what you need it to do. And it's it's so interesting because there I remember like seeing an article about a woman who she was like in her 90s and she like got her college degree or you know there was an old I think another one was like a man who like finally went back to high school and got his diploma at like 80 something you know like these people are prime examples of if you really want it you will find a way to make it happen and the universe will align with you to get it done you know um it's it's so good to see those stories though because it's like you know those people 
you know, someone in their 80s who, who didn't get to graduate from high school and made the decision to go back to do it, do you know how long they were sitting on that? They were sitting on that for probably like 70-something years, you know, or like 60-some-odd 60, 60 years that it was bothering them, that they were walking around with that weight of, I never graduated high school, I want to. I never graduated high school, I want to. And then they made the decision to go and do it, and they did it. Do you know what I mean? Like, that type of inspiration, that type of empowerment, or, you know, kind of vicarious empowerment from somebody else is so powerful, because when we see other people doing the things that we want to be doing, it, it can give us that 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 positivity that we need, that push that we need to go and do it ourselves, right? If so-and-so can do it, so can I. And yeah, you can. That, that is the mindset you should have. If so-and-so can do it, so can I. And then you go and you set about figuring out how you can do it. Now again, context matters. So you got to do that from a place of, you know, if so-and-so can do it, so can I. And I'm going to actually learn what it takes to do this thing. Because a lot of times some people are like, oh, if so-and-so can do it, so can I. And then they get into it and they're like, oh, this is harder than I thought. Yeah, you should have thought about that. You know, so keep in mind that there's a there's another side to the coin. So even though you see somebody succeeding and excelling, you don't know what they had to give up to get to that point. You don't know what they had to go through to get to that point. And even if you're doing the same thing, that doesn't mean you're going to have the same experience. So when you're learning something, everybody's experience of learning it is their own. So you may, you know, I don't know, you, you, may, you may become a successful movie star right and maybe maybe you got your break by starring in a play instead of a movie right off the bat and so maybe you were known in the theater world before you were known in film and so somebody else is going okay if they can do it I can do it and, and they go star in a play and then they never get a movie deal and they're they're wondering well what happened so and so started in a play first and that's what I did and it's like okay but that may not have been you know that may not have been your path you know everybody has to figure out their own path to things and if all you're doing your whole life is trying to follow in somebody else's footsteps when are you going to make your own you know you have an impact too you have a perspective you have a voice you have something to offer the world that's completely your own on that, even if you don't know what it is yet, on the fact that you are a unique individual person separate from everybody else in the world and there is only one you and only you can be you and only you can offer the thoughts, ideas, and projects that someone like you would create. Someone with your talent, someone with your level of intelligence, someone with your passion, someone with your drive, someone with your ambition. You know, if you have personal projects that you're working on and you're feeling discouraged, keep going. Keep going. Because no one else on the face of this planet can create whatever it is you're working on right now. Because it's coming from you and you're an individual and you're unique and you have your own way of doing things. And even if it looks similar to somebody else, even if somebody starts to say, oh, you copied me, or it's just like this, push those people to the side. Go that way. Tell those people to go their own way, because we don't need that type of negativity in the world. Like, we really don't. We really don't. 
if people really want a mind blower, every movie you've ever seen is the same movie. Or one of, like, three movies. There's literally only, like, three major story plots, and all movies fall into them. So if you really want to talk about people copying things, go down that rabbit hole. <laughs> go down that rabbit hole. How many times have they remade the story trope of Beauty and the Beast? How many times? You know, how how many... How many movies can you watch that even though they're different characters, even though they're different settings, they literally are the same exact story? With what? Different context. So, that being said, you know, again, context matters. And, that, and that's what we're going to end on because it's so, 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 so true. And in learning, context is the most important. How you learn matters. What you learn matters when you learn matters, you know, whether you learn when you're younger, whether you learn when you're older, you're going to have a different level, um, a different capacity for intaking information. And so, you know, that plays a part. And so you really, 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 really want to kind of understand how you learn, understand, you know, your style of learning, and use those to your advantage. Because it's never too late. You're never too old. And there's so much information out there. Just waiting. Just waiting to be learned. Waiting to be uncovered. Waiting to be discovered. Waiting to be created. There's so much information we still don't have. And so if you're the person to make something new, by all means, make it. Put it out into the world. And, and let people see the real you in the process. So, yeah. So that's the episode, guys. Um... Next week is the last episode, season finale of season three, and it's it's gonna be, it's 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 kind of gonna be a big one. Um, I say it's gonna be a big one. It, it probably isn't. I haven't even I haven't even made notes for that episode yet. So, <laughs> so yeah, we may be winging it next week. Who knows? But go check out the website. The website is on the anchor page. Uh, we have a Twitter. Go check out the Twitter. Um, post your comments, anything like that that you want to post, go ahead and do that. Alright? I will see you guys next week, and you guys enjoy.